Father, our hearts and our minds are open to receive your word with meekness of heart. Thank you for the entrance of your word. Give it light. Give it understanding unto the simple. We receive understanding of your word. We receive direction, illumination, instruction, rebuke, correction of your word and reproof of your word in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, after this service, and after we have received your word today, our lives will not remain the same. We'll have testimonies. We'll yet move and walk in another level of greatness. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to Jesus. If you're just joining us, you're welcome to today's service. This is Praises Christian Center Incorporated. I welcome you and I hope you're ready. Uh, praise God. You know, uh, I just want to bring your attention to the fact that, you know, every Sunday when we have services like this, I I listen to the messages again. You know, and I'm blessed by the word of God that we share in this place. I'll implore you, maybe you're watching right now, maybe this is your first time. I want you to set out time to just go through some of our messages, some of the videos we have on on, on our YouTube channel. And you know, we have a few of them on our on our Instagram page too. At Prisons Christian Center on on Instagram page. We are live on Instagram right now and then we are live on YouTube. So I will, I will implore you to go through those messages, to watch them again, to listen to them. It will bless you. Um, many, many of us desire to live a dynamic life, the God kind of life. Many of us desire to live a life with glory, with the power and virtues of God. But it just doesn't come by the desire. And it doesn't start and end by the desire. By you just having the desire. The entrance of God's word. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing. And it says it's by the hearing of the word of God. So when you hear God's word. That's when you can be able to accomplish. And fulfill. And have the fulfillment of your desire. To live a God kind of life. That's the only way you can you can you can live that life by submitting yourself to the word of God. The word of God is a builder. The only the only agency that God has given us or given to his children to be built to grow unto maturity is his word and his spirit. His word and his spirit, the spirit of God, the spirit of God can do very little in your life without your understanding of God's word. And the word of God can do very little in your life without the presence, without the the, the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. So these two goes hand in hand. God gave us the best. So if you want to live a a consistent, glorious and prosperous and successful Christian life, authentic Christian life, you've 
got to submit yourself to the word of God. The Bible says, let you, it says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. He didn't say, pray to God that God will let you dwell in the word of God or let the word of God dwell in you richly. It's telling you, it's an instruction. He said, let the word of God dwell in you richly. In other words, it is your responsibility to allow the word of God to dwell in you richly. The Bible says, it says, in the city of Ephesus, so mightily grew the word of God and prevail. When the word of when you give yourself to the word of God, those are the things that happen. The word of God will grow mightily in you and you will prevail. In other words, your life will be a prevailing life. You're just prevailing. You're just having success. Testimonies, miracles upon miracles, testimonies upon testimonies. Because you you chose to, to, to give yourself to, to the word of God. Paul, uh, um, and the Bible says in Acts chapter number, uh, number 20 verse, verse, verse 32. He said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Since I commend you, I submit you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. The word of his grace. The word of, of God is the building power of God. Said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. In other words, it builds you up before the inheritance is delivered unto you. You cannot enjoy the inheritance in this kingdom that we are in, the kingdom of God, without your knowledge of God's word. You cannot enjoy the deepest inheritances so it's it's important give yourself time to come back to this channel watch some of i mean sometimes i watch some of our messages and i'm like lord what a word i listen to it myself because when i stand right here this is the ministry of the holy ghost this is the ministry of the holy ghost and I'm, I'm being taught myself. I'm being taught myself. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you ready? We just concluded a series two Sundays ago. The Purposeful Life. Oh, that was a beautiful message. I was so blessed. The Purposeful Life, part one and two. And you can find that message also on our, on our podcast. Just go to Praises Christian Center podcast. You will you will see the message there. Or the messages there. And then last week Sunday, I just exhorted you, you know, about who you are in Christ and what you've got. And oh, that was be- that was so beautiful. I was blessed, so blessed by that. Very short but mighty. Mighty message. Praise God. So today, I'm going to, by the Spirit of God, begin to talk about another series, you know. Hopefully we can finish this in two Sundays. If not, we have to add another Sunday to it. But it's uh, it's a topic that... um, Every Christian needs to understand. Every child of God needs to have a complete knowledge of. 
And it is, uh, we'll be talking about grace and truths. Grace and truths. Hallelujah. Grace and truths. Are you ready? You're going to love this. You're going to be blessed. So blessed. Grace and truths. Let's, let's, let's start opening our Bibles. Do you have your Bibles? Open to the book of John. St. John chapter number 1. Before we begin to, we'll just pick it. Today we'll, we'll talk about grace. By the grace of God next week, we'll, we'll delve into truths. We'll talk about grace today. You know, many times we use the word grace as God's, God's people. We say, oh, the grace of God is upon his life. The grace of God is upon my life. Oh, and and, and there are some statements that are even made, you know, that um, sounds right, but it's, it's not in accordance with the knowledge or with the authentic and true knowledge of God's word, you know. But we'll, we'll, we'll get there, we'll get to that, and I will tell you what I, you know, when we get there. So I said we'll be talking about grace. I said open to John chapter number 1, verse, verse number 17. Let's start from there. John chapter number 1. St. John, chapter number 1, verse number 17. Are you there? Are you there? If, you say, if you're there, say hallelujah. Someone is thinking, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. I am right where you are. Praise God. John chapter 1 verse 17. It says, For the law was given through Moses. Ooh, this is beautiful. But grace. I have it in the Amplified Translation of the Bible. Where is my KJV? Just a minute. All right. John chapter 1 verse 17. It says, For the law was given by Moses. But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Grace and truth. Hallelujah. I wanted you to see that. It says, for the law came by Moses. The law was given by Moses. The law was given by Moses. But grace and truth, grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So now we know the origin of grace. He says, the law was given by Moses, said, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. First of all, I want us to understand that scripture. But before, before I, I begin to break down that scripture, I want you to understand what the word grace is. You know, grace, grace is a force. Grace, grace is not a thing. Grace, grace is a force. It's, a, it's, a, it's an active force. In fact, uh, I would I would I would say grace is an influential force. It's, a, it's an influential force. It's a force of influence. <laughs> if you understand what that is. And you know when 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 a force is applied to something. When you apply force to something, it causes a reaction. There's something that happens. Something must happen. When you apply a kind of force, 
to something, something must happen. There must be a result. So why I'm, I'm saying that is because grace is a force. It's an influence on the heart. It's, it's an influential force on the heart. Are you following me? Grace is a force. Praise God. Let's go back to that scripture one more time. I want to show you something in John chapter 1 verse 17. Let's begin to break it down so that we can begin to understand the difference. The Bible says, they say, the law was given by Moses. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Now the law there is the Greek word nomos. Nomos. Just to begin to let you understand what grace is. So it says the law was given by Moses. That law there is the word nomos. And it means, it actually means parcel out. It means something that is allotted. Allotted. It's a lot. It means an allotted portion. An allotted portion. Or in the in the context of the law of Moses, it means the prescriptive prescriptive usage of the law. The prescriptive usage of the law. So what is that saying? It means it's bringing you to the idea that there are some things you have to do in the Old Testament. There are things they had to do to experience some blessings or the blessings of God. They've got to deserve God's kindness. They've got to deserve His mercy. They have to. There are things that were given them. For example, the law was given them so that they can experience God. The law was given them so that God can be their God. So there is it's a, it's it's a, it's a prescribed manner of living that you do this and then you get this. That's the law. And and it's not that when when they do what it, what has been prescribed to them to do, they received all the fullness of God. No, they just receive a blessing for the fact that they did what the Lord or what the law has told them to do. So that doesn't mean that they receive the fullness of God. That doesn't mean that they refuse the totality of the the, the they received the totality of God. Yes, they did this and then they got this, but not in totality. It's just an allotted portion. Now you get it. Nomos. So the law could only give you some, some, some allotted portion of God. Hallelujah. Some allotted portion of God's blessing. Some allotted portion of God's kindness. Not the fullness of it. Not the totality of it. Not the abundance of it. Are you following what I'm saying right now? But grace, ah yeah. Grace speaks another language. You know, some people have, have, um, have said that grace is unmerited favor. That's, that's a limited trans, uh, uh, um, um, explanation of what grace is. That's limited. Grace is a spiritual thing. It's a divine influence in the heart. It's a divine influence. It's a spiritual force. 
And the Bible says there in John chapter 1 verse 17, it says, it says, grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Grace and truth. And when it comes to grace, we've talked about the law, the difference. Now, when it comes to grace, you didn't have to do anything. In the Old Testament, they were not called the righteousness of God. They were not given the righteousness of God. If they had to attain God's righteousness, it must have been by some things that they have done. To walk in the law of God. Abraham obeyed God and it was counted for him um, to him for righteousness. He obeyed God. <laughs> Are you following me? The Bible says that Abraham obeyed God. He believed God and it was, it was, it was counted for him. It was counted unto him, accounted unto him for righteousness. Because he believed God. Righteousness was deposited into his account. He had to do something. But in the place of grace, you didn't have to do anything. You didn't have to do anything. Just accept it. And this grace doesn't bring to you an allotted portion. I think I'm going too fast. Let me slow down. Are you following me? So law gives you the idea of you do this, you get this. But not the totality of it. It's just a pinch of God's kindness, of God's blessing. A pinch of all those things. Of all, all those beautiful things. That's what you get. Just because the law. You, you obeyed the law. Or you did the law. Or you are a doer of the law. The law of Moses. It says the law was given by Moses. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. What is grace? Grace is from the Greek word charis. C-H-A-R-I-S. Charis. And, it, and then it, it, uh, uh, it's, it's from the noun Cairo. These are Greek words. It's from the noun Cairo. Which means to rejoice. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. Rejoice for what? Because when grace is at work in your life, when that force is at work in your life, the result of it, one of the many results of grace is joy. But maybe I should just give you some of the things that grace will bring to your life. Some of it. I'll just give you eight of it. Number one is acceptability. Everywhere you go, you're accepted. That's what grace does. Because it's a force. That force has been acted upon you. It's an air. The, 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 the divine influential force on the heart. In your heart. Everywhere you go, number one, you are accepted. Wherever you, wherever you go, whatever you do. Somebody is saying, uh, what about, uh, uh, um, you know, there are some places that we go and we are not accepted. Who told you you were not accepted? They rejected you because they accepted you in their hearts. Number two, benefits. It brings benefit to you. Number three, favor. Uh-huh. Grace brings favor.
Number five, gifts. Number six, joy. Number seven, liberality. That's giving and receiving. Number eight. Or number, number, no, number seven, pleasure or gratification. You are not you are not looking for the pleasure that everyone in the world that uh, uh, you know they are running and seeking for no some godly things becomes your pleasure you become the pleasure of your of yourself grace gives you pleasure everything you do is pleasurable to you you are not looking for pleasure not the pleasures of this world Then the last one, number eight, thanksworthy or thanksgiving. Everything about your life brings thanksgiving. It's a reason to thank God, to be grateful. That's what these are the things that grace. I just I just said I just decided to give you some of those things, some of the effect of grace. And listen to this grace is never earned. You don't earn grace. You don't labor for grace. Ah. Mm. Are you hearing me? You do not labor for grace. The moment you labor for grace, something is wrong. That is not grace. Grace is a gift. It's a free gift. And you cannot qualify yourself to receive grace. <laughs> you can't. The only one who gives grace is God. And he chose to qualify us for that grace based on his standard. The only one who can tell you the qualification has qualified us. You cannot qualify yourself. You cannot make up what will qualify you for grace. No. Because nobody deserves grace. But he qualified us. We could not win it. That's why in the Old Testament they tried. They tried to obey the law. Grace was not imputed unto them. They couldn't. It cannot be earned. It's a free gift of God. Grace is given based on the qualification of the one that gives it. <laughs> it's not by your qualification. It's the qualification of the one that's given it. That's, that's how grace is given. Grace is given based on, the, based on the qualification of the one that's given it. It's a spiritual thing. You cannot earn it. You cannot work for it. You cannot labor for it. It's a free gift. One of the free gifts of God to us. And as, as, as you're hearing this, there are some thoughts and ideas that you might have heard about grace over the years. Maybe you've been a Christian for 50 years and you've heard so many ideas, so many words about grace. And because of 
what I'm saying right now, it's, it's kind of contradictive to those things or it's kind of against those thoughts and, uh, and uh, ideas that you've heard over the years. Just relax. Just relax. So this grace that we have received of God, it's that grace that makes us born again. Let me put this in another way. It is that grace that made Jesus die for us. That's why I said grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. He took our place. He did all the labor. He qualified us. He paid all the debts. That is grace. We found grace in the sight of God. He gave us grace. And the grace of God, listen to me. Uh, somebody's about to cringe right now. The grace of God, let's first read the scripture before I throw this on you. Because someone is about to cringe really hard right now. Romans chapter number 5. Let me drop it easy on you. Maybe so that you can understand. Romans chapter 5. Are you there? You're talking about grace. That thing that separates you from others. That thing that when others go for something and you know that when you get there, you will get it even though others didn't get it. It's a force, a spiritual force. And let me tell you something. Every Christian has the gift or the, the ability of God to recognize grace in the lives of fellow Christians or fellow believers. And that's what the Bible says. The Bible told us, the scriptures told us never to eat each other. Never to do bad to each other because of grace. Because when you, when you do evil unto your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, you're not doing it to them. When you are unkind to them, you are unkind to grace. And that is how you walk against grace. And anyone who walks against grace, grace will walk against you. You cannot have grace function in your life when you are walking against grace in the lives of others. So you've got to learn and train your spirit to recognize grace and honor grace in the lives of the people around you. Irrespective of how they act to you. Irrespective of how they talk to you or they behave to you. Grace. Because of grace. Anyone who honors grace. Despite what the people who are carrying the grace are doing right or wrong to them. Such person will experience grace beyond his or imagination. How many Christians in the world today are going through the problems and challenges and even the sickness and the pains that they are going through right now because somehow they've walked against the grace. 
they decided to stand against grace. That's why I, I say it again and again. You, you, you see a pastor on TV because the people that, that, uh, that are around you are talking against that pastor. You, you, you too, you join them and begin to talk. You are, you are walking against grace and it will work against you. And that's why you find Christians like that praying the wrong way, asking for increased grace. Where in the Bible that, the God, that God told us about increased grace? Why? Because when you, when you act wrong and you're not listening to the leading of the Spirit, you will begin to pray wrong. You begin to pray outside of God's will. And God doesn't hear or answers those kind of prayers. Because he says in his word, he said, when you pray according to his will, he heareth you. That's the only time he hears you. When you are praying according to his word, you walk against grace, uh, uh, grace in, another, in another one's life and you are not standing. Lord, because you see that you know, you know, you, you, know the, you, you have the understanding that you need grace. And now you, you think you have grace and now you are praying for increased grace. Maybe if I increase my grace, or if, I, if, if, if the grace of God is increased in my life, then I will begin to see mighty things. No, a thousand times no. There's no place. The Bible told us that somebody or God increased grace in the life of someone. No. It's misconception. And I'll show it to you. I said, Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Are you there? It says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, talking about the offense of Adam, death reigned. Let's continue. It says, Much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. It said, They which receive abundance of grace. Notice, some other translations says the abundance of grace. Now, uh, those translations are wrong. King James gets it right by saying they which receive abundance of grace, because there is no if if they say there is the if if, if if the writer was actually saying there is the abundance of grace, that will mean it will insinuate that there are some other kinds of grace. No, there are no other kinds of grace. We have abundance of grace. Ah. Ah. There's only one grace. And it's called abundance of grace. This grace we are talking about. The day which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in this life by one Jesus Christ. In other words, they shall reign, they shall rule, they shall king in this life by one Jesus Christ. And the Greek word abundance there is um, perisia. Perisia. And it means surplus. It means superfluity. It means over and above. Hey, abundant, superfluity, over and above. 
That's the kind of grace we received. That very day, you confess Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. That you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you were saved. That grace was imparted into your spirit and your life. And that grace is what we call abundance of grace. Because only abundance of grace can, can make a sinner now a righteous, now a righteous man. Not just a righteous man, but the righteousness. Hey, You were a sinner sometimes ago, but now God calls you his own righteousness. He says we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Not just that, oh, you are righteous with the righteousness of God. No, he says bigger than that, you have become God's own righteousness. Haya. Did you get it? How? By abundance of grace. So, what am I saying? We read in John chapter 1 verse 17 where it says the law came by Moses and I explained to you that it means a portion, an, an allotted portion. But now, the difference between grace and, and law, the difference between that is this dispensation, we call it the dispensation of grace. God gave us everything in abundance. The Holy Ghost, he gave us in totality. This very spirit of God. His very own life that made him God. He gave, gave us his own life in totality. Abundance, superfluity, over and above. So the dispensation that they had in the Old Testament, which is the dispensation of the law of Moses, was the dispensation where they received a pinch. A pinch. A pinch of everything. But the dispensation of grace... We have over and above everything in totality as God has it. Hey, We are blessed as God is blessed. Somebody cannot take that. This is what the scripture says. What do you think the scripture was saying when he said, says, as he is, so are we in this world. He did not say, listen to me, he did not say as he is, so we will be. He said as he is, so are we in this world. How can you become as he is? It can only be by abundance of grace. And if you notice in that scripture, in Romans chapter 5 verse 17, you can read it again. It says, they which receive abundance of grace, they which receive, the word receive there, is from the Greek word lambano. Lambano suggests that you catch it. Something that you take because it is offered unto you. Hiya. Ah. You know, something can be offered to you as a gift and you refuse it or are not take it. Lambano. It means to get hold of. To get hold of what is offered unto you. That means you accept it. You receive it. You accept it. Say so they which accept. Liba kataya. The gospel of Jesus Christ came to you. You accepted it. Haya. The gospel of Jesus Christ came to you. To be saved. You received salvation. You got hold of, of, of salvation in Christ. And now you are saved. You, 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 you accepted it. You embraced it because it was offered unto you. Haya, offered unto you. 
today which get got a hold of abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in this life by one Jesus Christ. So, if God gave us abundance of grace, how then do you want to increase the increase increase abundance of grace? When he has given you the totality, the over and above of grace. Over and above is he has given you the highest of grace. The peakest peak of, of grace has been given to us. So how do you want to increase that? You cannot increase it. Grace does not increase. Somebody say, oh. Yeah, I know. You've heard all of your Christian life. Heard many people pray for increased grace. No. The scriptures only told us that we should increase in grace. Not that grace will increase in our life. Hi-ya. Oh, yeah. Oh, You know what I just said in tongues? Wait, let me show you. I'm about to show you right now. How can you increase grace that has been given to you over and above? Abundance, superfluity, nothing left. God gave you everything without leaving anything behind. He didn't hide some. In case they mess up. No. He gave you everything. As he has it. He gave it to us. So how do you want to increase that? So it is wrong for you to pray for an increased grace. It's not a scriptural prayer. I will show you now. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. Let's start from there. 2 Peter. Oh, how many people have prayed? You've heard, you've, you've heard the great, even the greatest men of God prayed like that. We pray for increased grace. Which one? You know, sometimes because, like I said last week Sunday, because we think about ourselves, we think of ourselves with a natural mind and not from the standpoint of God's word and what Christ has made us and what he has done for us, we begin to belittle ourselves and begin to talk wrong. When you think wrong, you will talk wrong and you will act wrong. And that's why they pray wrong prayers because you think something is wrong with you. You think ah you are not there you don't feel it you are not like they say I'm not I'm not feeling it If you feel it then it's not of God How, who, who, who told you that God is all about your feeling It's not about you want you want to limit God to your feeling no it's bigger than that You don't have to feel it you just have to know it <laughs> There's a difference between knowing and feeling it Oh I'm not feeling it It's easy to know carnal Christians you know, I went to church today. I was not feeling the message. You are carnal. It's not the person preaching. You are the one that is carnal. You know, the praise and worship, you know. It used to be very, very great. But today, and somehow, I wasn't feeling the praise and worship. Something is wrong with you. It's not the praise and worship leader. It is you. Check yourself. You're not feeling it. For, for you to even say you are not feeling it, it shows that you, you, you are wrong. 
carnality. Who says you feel it? Do you pray when you feel like praying? <laughs> Do you fast when you feel like fasting? Do you speak in tongues when you feel like speaking in tongues? If your answer is yes, uh, then uh, that's why you are in the, in the fixes you are. That's why you are in the challenges you are. That's why you are where you are. Because only when you feel like praying, that's when you pray. What about when it's not comfortable and the Lord is waking you up to pray? You just finished praying five minutes ago. You went to bed and you are so tired and you're about to take a nap and the Lord is waking you up. Stand up and pray again. Say, I'm, I'm not feeling it. Don't go to a musician. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you see this guy. I'm not fighting anybody. I'm just showing you the scriptures. Praise God. I say second Peter chapter number three. Let's see if you will feel this one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter chapter number three, right? Very quickly. Second Peter chapter number three, verse number eight. Sorry, verse number eighteen. Second Peter chapter three, verse eighteen. Are you there? Second Peter chapter three, verse number eighteen. It says, "But grow in grace, and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ." It says, but grow in grace. Let's go to verse, verse number 17. Maybe we can grasp what he was trying to talk about. He said, ye therefore, beloved, see ye know these things before. Beware, lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. Did you follow that? So it's, it's warning them, be careful of this, be careful of that, so that you don't fall. From your steadfastness. It's not that. So that the grace will, will decrease in your life. And you will not begin to pray for increased grace. No. The grace is there. You can fall from it. Abundance of grace. And that's why I said in verse 8. He said but grow in grace. In other words he's telling them now. You grow in grace. See. The grace of God does not increase in your life as a child of God. God gave you the totality of his grace. When you confess Jesus as Lord of your life, he gave you the, the, the fullness of grace. The totality of grace. That's what he gave to you. So now, Peter is saying here, say you, you are the one that will now grow in grace. How? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me slow down. Let's read that scripture again. Say, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus. He said, grow in grace. See, okay, let's 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 break it down. He says, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So he's telling you, he's te he was telling them to grow in two things: in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, 
does does that also insinuate that the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ should increase, or that you should grow in the knowledge of our the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is there? It has ever been there. You are the one that will discover it, and you will grow in it. It's not like the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is growing. Is growing. No, it's there. You are just at a level. So the grace of God doesn't grow. It doesn't increase. You, you got the fullness of his grace the first day you gave your heart to Christ. When you receive salvation, you got the fullness. See, salvation is a total package. There's a lot of things that came with, with salvation. Salvation insinuates and um, salvation tells us that deliverance, safety, healing, health, victory, prosperity, success, everything is wrapped up in salvation, righteousness, faith. Wrapped up in salvation. It's a package. Grace is it. It's in there. Abundance of grace. So Peter told them, he said, you grow in grace. Not that grace will grow in you. It's just like you are saying, God, grow in me. God, grow in me. Grow in me. Increase in me. How will God increase in you? Or you increase in God? The knowledge of God is there. You are the one that will discover and increase in the knowledge of God. Are you following me? So the nev- the, never did the Bible ever told us to, to, to pray for an increased grace. Which increased grace? You know, people are still deceived with the mentality of wanting what they don't have or wanting what they cannot have. We leave the real thing and begin to chase shadows. What doesn't, what, what doesn't exist? It doesn't exist. The real thing is there. Instead of you to understand the real thing and enjoy it, no, you are living the real thing because you have it. It's in your possession. Now you are not shit. You, you are now running after chasing shadows. He said, but grow in grace. The word grow there is the Greek word oxano. It means to wax. You are the one that works in grace. It means to enlarge, to grow up. Hi-ya. That's it. I said the word grow there is from the Greek word oxano. A-U-X-A N-O, Oxano. If I, if I, if you like, like we said, say, I mean, maybe you've said this to someone before. Somebody did something and you told them, grow up, grow up. Grow up in what? Are you telling the thing that they were doing wrong or right to grow up in them? Or you are telling them to grow up in life? Or you are telling life to grow up in them? No, you are asking them to grow up. That's exactly what, what Peter is saying here. Grow up. Grow up in grace. Not grace you grow up in you. <laughs> Don't miss it. Say you grow up in grace. You say, but grow in grace. Oxano, wax great in grace. Wax in grace. Enlarge yourself in grace. Ha <laughs> ha. Hey. And in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
Second Peter chapter 1 verse 2. Second Peter chapter 1. Because some people might be thinking, but this one it says we should we should let's read it. Let's read it. Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 2. Now, uh, Peter is praying here. He says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. Ah. This is, now, there are two things here that I want you to look at. Now, the first one, people might think, oh, so, if he says, grace and peace be multiplied unto us, meaning, grace can be multiplied. <laughs> no, that's not what Peter was saying. I'll tell you what he was saying. You know, I was there. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. It says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge. First of all, I want you, I want us to take the latter part, then we'll come back to the to the first one. The latter part says, it says, through the knowledge. It says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. That means if you want to grow in grace. You don't grow in grace by going to the gym. Are you following me? You don't grow in grace by praying to God to grow you in grace. No. Or asking for increased grace. No. You grow in grace by studying God's word. As your knowledge of God and of and of Jesus Christ as it increases your functionality, your maturity. Yeah, yeah. Your experience of grace increases. Grace doesn't increase, but you are catapulted, you are you are you are translated, transmitted, satire, promoted from level to level. The grace is there in the highest level. But your knowledge of Jesus Christ, your knowledge of God will determine which level of that grace you will function in. Are you following me? But grace doesn't grow. It's there. So, Peter said in the, in, the, in the scripture that we read, he said, but grow in grace. And in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he's telling you the only way to grow in grace, if you want to grow up in grace, he said it's by the word of God. By the word of God. Are you following me? It says grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. The word multiplied there doesn't mean that the grace is increased in a multiply in, in, in multiplicity. No, upon you. All Peter was saying right here is he's praying for them that they will walk in the fullness of grace. The word multiplied there is from the Greek word pleturio. Pleturo. And the pleturo is akin to another Greek word which is plethos. 
Pletoro is coined from Pletos, and Pletos means fullness. So he's praying for them that they will function in the fullness of grace through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He's not praying for, to God so that they will multiply in grace or so that grace will be multiplied on them. No, he's praying to God that they will, they will, they will walk in the fullness of grace. Because the fullness of grace is what we have received. You can walk in the fullness of grace. But how much can you allow yourself to walk in that fullness? And, in, and Peter knew the, 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 the essence of that. And that was why he prayed this prayer for them. Fullness. The totality of grace. The abundance, the superfluity, the over and above of grace. John chapter 1 verse 16. Let me show you this. Oh, this is beautiful. You love this. I love this. John chapter 1 verse number 16. Are you there? He says, And of his fullness have all we received and grace for grace. Ha <laughs> ha. Hey, somebody. Hiya. It says, and of his of whose fullness? It means the fullness of God. The fullness of our Lord Jesus Christ. It says, of his fullness. Hiya. Hey. Hiya. Hey. Let's let's read it. Do you remember how I explained the law? The 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 the, the verse 17 of this same scripture. John chapter 1 verse 17. Remember how I explained it. The, the, the allotted portion. That's what the law means there. Nomos. So let me read verse 16 again. John chapter 1 verse 16. It says, And of his fullness have all we received. That means have we all received. We have all received of his fullness. And grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses. But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. He says of his fullness. Of his fullness. We did not receive some part of what he has. He said of his fullness. Because of his fullness. And some of you might think, you know, I've heard many people quote this scripture wrongly. They say, um, and of his fullness, I've always received grace to grace or grace upon grace no that's not that's wrong it's not saying grace upon grace the word for there is um, is the greek word anti a n t i as we call anti like antichrist anti so it's not saying in in terms of addition it means grace. Uh, it means grace against grace, <laughs> not grace in addition to grace. Ah, oh God! Is somebody listening to me now? So it's not grace upon grace. No, we are not receiving grace upon grace. No, that's not what he said. He says grace against grace. What does that mean?
He says, we have received grace instead of grace. <laughs> In other words, I'll explain. Grace brought Jesus Christ. Grace gave him for us. It was some kind of grace that God gave to the children of Israel to be separated to be his own. And God gave them the law. The law of Moses. As it were. That's a form of grace. But there is another grace that is against that grace. <laughs> That's what he's saying. He says of his fullness. We've received grace, grace against grace. Grace instead of grace. And that's why verse 17 says the law came by Moses. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. The real grace, the fullness of grace, the totality of grace, the completeness of grace, the pleroma, the plethos of grace, fullness of grace came by Jesus Christ. And that's why he says in Romans chapter 5 verse 17, these things are connected. It's a day which receive abundance of grace. Abundance. Hey, that grace is, 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 is an abundance of grace. And of the gift of righteousness shall reign, shall king in this life by one Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Grace is that thing that separates you from the crowd. Grace is that thing that just makes you shine. You're not using anything special. You're not, you're not, you're not investing too much on your, on, your, on your skin like others do. Spending thousands and millions of dollars on their skin, on their body figures. On the, you're not doing that. Grace just takes over. <laughs> hey, You know, there is this power of God. When the power of God is so developed in your spirit, when you have given yourself to the power of God so much, submitted to his word and, and to his spirit, it begins to influence your physical body. Oh, yeah. I've experienced that all my life. When the power of God inside you, in your spirit, begins to influence your physical body, that's grace, brother. That's grace. I've seen people who came to the house of God with what we call toilet sleepers toilet sleepers. They don't have shoes. They don't even have good clothes. They just showed up in church. One month later, they are wearing the best suits. Suddenly, they just look so different, more handsome, more beautiful. What is that, brother? It's grace. <laughs> grace brings beauty. Is that force? It is released into you. It is released into your human spirit. It begins to influence your body if you let it. And that's why we say, it's not just words. That's why we say that when you give your heart to Christ, maybe before you give your heart to Christ, you were, you, were, you were suffering from cancer. Now that you are born again, grace has been influenced in your heart. Let that grace do its work. By submitting yourself to the word of God, grace now is present. That cancer has to go. It has to evacuate. 
Why? Because grace, abundance of grace is available. You know, grace brings salvation. Grace brings healing. Grace. Grace brings every other thing. Grace is that thing also that makes you cons- that 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 ah, yeah, that gave you that 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 gusto to stand before God and talk to Him. Grace qualified you for any good thing in life. Grace. He separates you from every other person. Maybe, maybe, maybe you put in to get a contract and you heard that ah, the biggest people in that industry has put in for that, for that, uh, for that contract. Send the letter. Send your, your, your proposal with grace. Send it with grace. The problem is many of God's people don't know how to activate these things. You can activate grace. A woman of God heard about a contract and she has never gotten that contract before and she prayed to God that she wanted that contract and that company gives that contract to a particular person who they've been who, who has been servicing them for for, for 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 an amount of years she prayed about it this woman of God prayed about it that Lord I want that contract I want that contract for my company. I want it. And she went ahead. She took an offering and gave a seed to the Lord concerning that contract. Monday morning, she rose up in the morning and went to the office. She said, excuse me. I was sent here to pick, to, uh, to sign for the contract that is so, so, so. so. And she described it. They said, who sent you? I said, God sent me. He said, I should come in. That is mine. What is she talking about? Well, let me tell you. She walked out of that place. Signing the contract. She got it. How did she activate that grace? With her boldness, she activated that grace. But what did she do? Before she she went ahead, she prayed. She sowed a seed. Monday morning, she went up there. It's mine. Give it to me. God told me it's mine. That's the problem. Many, God, many of God's people don't know how to activate that grace. You can activate that grace. You can, you can, you can make it work for you in all ways, in, in diverse ways. I've been trying to, to get married. No husband. Yeah? I've been trying to get married. No wife. All these girls that I'm just meeting with, they are girls who just want to do one thing, one thing, and just leave. They just want to take this and leave. They just they don't they don't stay. Grace, activate grace, brother. Give yourself to the study of God's word. Let that grace have its work in your life. Praise the Lord. Grace. Take advantage. That's why Paul told Timothy. Paul said to Timothy, he said, take advantage of the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Hiya. He said, take advantage of it. Why was he giving Timothy that, that, that instruction? That 
exemplary instruction. He said, take advantage of the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Take advantage. In other words, it is possible for you not to take advantage of that grace. And that's the problem today. Many of God's people, they are not taking advantage of the grace of Jesus Christ. They are not. Either they are not being taught or they don't know how. Your step of faith activates that grace. Your step of faith. You insist on it. Look at David. As a little boy. With his boldness. And his knowledge of who Jehovah is. He said, how dare this, this, this nothing, this, this dog, this, ah, uh, yeah, David, a little boy, he called, he, he called him, he said, this uncircumcised Philistine, how dare he talk to, to, to Jehovah like that? And he was just 17 years old, but he had the understanding of who Jehovah is. He had the understanding of Jehovah, the God of Israel. How can this, this uncircumcised Philistine be talking to the God, God of Israel like that? Only knowledge can talk like that. Only knowledge. Yet there are king, or there is a king in that kingdom. Yet there are, there are priests in that kingdom. But they were, they were, they were afraid. They, they, they were afraid of Goliath. Yet this is God's own people. Why didn't God just show up and kill Goliath? Yet, this is the nation of God. God's own people. But God just needed one person to activate grace. To activate just one person. He took a 17-year-old boy. Who had an understanding of who God is. He said, this uncircumcised Philistine. David was not holding a sword. He didn't go to the battlefield to face Goliath with a sword. He told, he, he told Goliath, he said, I will cut your head off your shoulder and I will give your body, your carcass to the birds of the field. What was his plan? How did he want to cut the head of a Goliath, of a, Goliath a giant? Someone that has, that has been a soldier since he was a teenager. He, David is just a teenager. He, he, he has never even been a soldier. Study about people like that. People who activated the power of God. Grace is a force. You can activate it in so many ways. With your faith. An act of faith activates grace. Never forget that. An act of faith activates grace. So don't forget, I said, grace brings beauty. It brings benefits. It brings joy. It brings pleasure, favor, acceptability. You cannot be rejected. Everywhere you go, you are, you, are, you are just loved. People just like you. People just accept you. It's grace. 
And when you see people like that, maybe you just meet somebody who is a Christian and you just like them. Don't walk against that grace. Don't walk against it. Recognize grace in other people. Recognize that grace of God in other people, in other Christians, in your brothers and sisters in Christ. Recognize that grace and honor that grace. And honor that grace. When you understand these things, you will not sit and be talking about a pastor, talking about uh, all these men of God. You are destroying yourself because you're working against grace. When you walk against grace, grace will walk against you. Some years ago, I was in the car with my with my wife and she was driving and somebody did one unlawful thing. I drove around her and she was pissed and she said something. I said, no, babe, you don't talk like that. She said, don't you see what? She said, well, don't you see? I said, I saw what? We were both in the car. I saw what the person did. I said, you don't know who that person is. You don't know the grace that is at work in his, eye, in his or her life. You don't know maybe that person is a giver. When God loves and recognizes his grace or lavishes his favor upon someone, it doesn't matter who you are. You walk against it. You curse it. It will curse you. So you, we need to be very, very careful. Somebody did something wrong to you and you don't know the person. Mm, hold your, 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 your peace. And gratia, self-control. Control yourself. Don't just utter words. Because you don't know who that person is. You don't know the grace at work in their lives. You don't know. And grace will not understand the fact that that person did something wrong to you. And that's why you said what you said. No, grace doesn't have that kind of understanding. You come against it, it's coming after you. The reason why it's not, it's not, no, it's not, it's, it's, it's not, it's, <laughs> he doesn't recognize the reason why. That's why the Bible told us, curse not. Don't curse. And that's why the scripture says, it says, he that bless you is blessed. He that curses you is cursed. The same thing, it's not just talking about you. What about the other person who is also a child of God? You curse him, you are cursed. So have that understanding. Sometimes when we read these scriptures, we think about ourselves alone. Oh, he that cursed me is cursed. What about the fellow Christians you have cursed? Don't you think that scripture will work against you too? I told you last week, I said, I made a decision. I made a decision very, very early in my life that I will only bless and never to curse. I will only bless. I remember one day I was walking on the street and there was this tricycle right at the side of the road and the lady on the, on the sitting at the edge of the tricycle was carrying a huge bag and she hit me with the bag. I was walking on the road all, you know, minding my own business. And she hit me with that bag and still brought out her head and cursed me out. And I was, you know, I was, I, I, I lifted up my hand. I wanted to release a word. And I just, ugh. Mm. Self-control. I held myself in. Why? Because I had just made that decision. I had just made that decision that I would only bless and not curse.
I said, may God bless you. As she was going, that was what I said. She didn't hear me, but that was what I said. Curse not. And you know what I, what I learned? When you cultivate that habit to only bless and not curse, the authority to bless will come upon you mightily. Whoever you bless is blessed. Because now, God can trust you with the ability, with the power of blessing. So he gives you more. You have more, 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 more leverage when it comes to blessing. Why? Because now you can use it right. You will not use that power to curse. You will use it to bless. He knows now that you use it for the right cause. Not when somebody did something wrong to say, yeah, the power of God in me, and you not, no, no. God is love, and love is God. So, understand this grace. Recognize it in other people's life, and honor it. See, there are things that you can do in the scriptures. Something like this, that, that we just talked about right now, this grace thing. And honoring it in the lives of others. Things like that that you do. That you just make life easy for you. I tell people I really pray for myself. I really pray for myself. You're asking God for this. You're asking God for that. You want to write for, uh, uh, sit for an examination. You must pray and fast. You must fast and pray. You, do, you want to. Everything is struggle, struggle, struggle. What about grace? Leave it for grace. Live a life of grace that you have received. Live that life, the life of grace. It is of his fullness have we all received. Grace for grace. It is grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. We have it, brothers and sisters. It's ours. All we just have to do, like the scripture has shown us, that we should grow in grace through the knowledge of, of, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Through his knowledge, we grow. So as I'm studying the scriptures, as I'm studying the word of God, I'm growing in grace. I'm growing in grace. As I'm fellowshipping with the Lord, I'm growing in grace. I'm growing in grace. Praise God. Wherever you are right now, I want you to make that decision. Make that quality, quality decision that you will recognize grace in the lives of your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ and you will honor that grace. Irrespective of what they do to you, right or wrong, you will honor that grace. That you will function so that you may function in the the highest level of the grace that God has given you. Go ahead and pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Father. Oh Lord, we give you praise. Hallelujah. You know, maybe as you're listening to me, in fact, there's someone you have, you have a lot of doubts in your heart. The Lord said to tell you, don't doubt. Don't doubt. Doubt will only bring you what you fear. It will cost you nothing to believe this thing so that you can have what will make you rejoice. Don't doubt. You can change it. You can turn your mind around, turn your heart around right now and stop doubting and just believe and trust the Lord. Yeah, trust.
trust the Lord. Stop doubting. And right now, I stop that doubt in your heart in the name of Jesus Christ. I command that doubt to cease and cease forever. In Jesus' mighty name. You are free from doubt. It's a spirit of doubt. Yeah, that's what the Lord is saying to me. It's a spirit of doubt. You always doubt. You always doubt. No matter how authentic that thing, you will still doubt it. And that devil is living you right now. You will live a life of hope. A life of certainty in God. You will not be staggered. You will remain firm in God. Doubtlessly. In the name of Jesus Christ. Peace be with you. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Thank you, thank you, Father. We bless you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I want to thank you so much for being a part of this service. This week for you will be a week of glory, a week of grace. You'll experience another level of grace. Because knowledge has brought you up to that in grace. God bless you. And um, share this video. Have somebody else partake of this blessing. Bless somebody with it. God bless you. Let's say the grace and fellowship, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and always. And surely God's goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our lives. And we dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.